What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Ryan Kramer with Crossover Commerce here. It's another lovely day here. Uh, thanks for joining in on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook Live. Uh, we are going to keep going strong all the way through the holiday season. Uh, today, we have another special guest. Yesterday was Sharon Evan of FBA Office. So if you tuned in for that, excellent show. But today, we're going to go a little bit different route. We're going to talk about a little about brand building and PR. So today I actually have a very special guest and brought with me the president. Uh, I want to say founder, but I don't want to say founder because I, everyone's very per, uh, particular about their titles, but president of PR Reach, Shane Oglo. Shane, I'm going to bring you in here right now. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. So was that right? Founder of PR Reach? Uh, actually, well? no, I'm not the founder. Uh, my I, I'm, you know, That's why I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess technically I'm the president. I don't think I usually see that either. It sounds like I'm the president, you know. But, <laughs> a very uh, high, higher, yeah, <laughs> kind of big, yeah. big wig kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah no, well, what, for people who don't know who you are, maybe kind of give us a background of you yourself, what you do, and then kind of what PR Reach is kind of is known for. Yeah. So I, I guess I've been around the Amazon space for a long time. Uh, well. Long time is a relative online space, but you know, 2013, I guess I kind of got in with that. I, I'd call it the first wave boom, you know, where people I'd really started to discover and FBA became a thing, and um, and that was pretty cool. And, and I had uh, you know a lot of early success. Uh, ended up doing a lot of mentoring and coaching and um, all kinds of stuff o- over the years. As most people will go through that evolution, you know, and um, as as many people have, I still I still have my fingers in the Amazon pie, so to speak, uh, as a seller. But as a lot of people do, you get into um, you know Amazon satellite businesses, whether you're providing software or coaching or, you know, whatever it is, supporting that Amazon industry. So that's what PR reach. Isn't that exactly. We do that. PR reach is actually the world's first video press release company. So we do press releases. Uh, we do all kinds of press releases, not just video anymore. Um, but we slowly started to change and evolve into what I guess I'd call a vertically integrated communications company. So, content, a syndication of that content, you know, getting it out there in front of an audience, um, getting some, we've got some SEO tools, which we could talk about later. Some kind of like a short SEO shortcuts, public relations, earned media, uh, that type of thing. Just, it, so it's not just for Amazon sellers. It's for anybody uh, who has an online presence really. And that's, that's kind of what we are, where we're at right now with PR reach. Gotcha. So is it just you or do you have a team of people you're located actually in Europe, correct? You're, you're still over there? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've got my partner, Norm. We're, we're co- co-owners, right. uh, Norm Farrar, who's very, you know, we're both, uh, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but we, <laughs> we're both very well known in the community because we've right. been around forever, right? I mean, if you don't know Norm, you'll notice by his 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 appearance of a, a really long beard. <laughs> yeah. He has podcasts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're either thinking it's like, oh my god, it's a biker, or it's ZZ Top. It's one of the. I'm not sure, but either way, it's kind of cool. 
That's funny. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a great guy. He's got so much experience and, uh, you know, he's a great friend. Uh, he's a wonderful business partner and, and in a way he's a mentor too, because, you know, he's been doing so many different types of businesses, like since the nineties, like, like contract manufacturing and packaging, like, like just literally everything. The guy's done everything. So he's, he's a great wealth of knowledge and, um, I, I really enjoy, uh, being partners with him. Absolutely. And so how, how did you guys sync up? Uh, was there like a mutual, you know, yeah. just you found each other through the grapevine or how did that work? Well, you know, we were across a dark, smoky room in our eyes. <laughs> no, um, seriously, uh, it was uh, an event. We, I was at, I think it might have been in Florida uh, was that we were at and we just started meeting. And I think we were both um, we were both doing some type of a coaching thing as, as part of the event. It was probably like an ASM event. And um, and we just got to talking. Of course, we're both Canadian. And, um, and um, you know, so it means we're very, very nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, we just started talking. And um, one thing led to another. We didn't do anything right away. We stayed in touch. And I actually, uh, he invited me out to, uh, to a, an event he had in Greece. And um, I went out there. Then, then afterwards, we started talking about it. And he actually bought PR Reach from, from a friend of ours, Rob Burns, who, who started it. And then he asked me to join him after a short period of time to partner with him on it. So, okay, so yeah, so that that natural alignment that you guys kept in touch with each other, uh, but you yourself, you're located over there. Um, you, you, I remember when we initially uh, called a couple months back. You were talking about this one of the smaller countries over there in Europe, and I was super fascinated by. Uh, is, is that where you're still located at? Yeah, Andorra. Yeah, Andorra. That's right. Sorry, that, yeah. that that's my fault for not. We're not coming up with the mm-hmm. <laughs> with the country. So, so what led you there? I know it was, I found it super fascinating. I think some of our listeners would be, uh, if you don't know where where would be the best geographical description of where Anadora is. Uh, it's a tiny little country um, located in between France and Spain. So okay. it's one of the five microstates of Europe. Um, there's okay. only about seventy thousand people that live here. Um, there's no airport. There's no trains. There's just two roads. Um, when going to France, we're going to Spain. Um, it's the 17th smallest country in the world, um, but it's very interesting. It's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a little bit hillbilly version of Monaco. Okay, um, so it's not as snobby and pretentious, but you'll see plenty of Lamborghinis and Ferraris driving around. <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know there's, there's it used to be a tax haven, but now it's just considered a low tax zone. Um, so so there's you know you can. There's, there's an advantage there. Right, but, right. But the other interesting thing about Andorra is, you know, I'm from the mountains, from, from Western Canada, and um, it's when I look outside, it's like I'm, it's like I'm home. Uh, the country is basically one ski resort in the winter. It's one, you know, it's lots of different. There's five ski resorts technically crammed in. There's no flat land in this country at all, so that's why there's no airport or anything. Sure. Um, so it's just in these steep mountains, so it's a neat little place. It's uh, the safest country in the world. There's a less than 1% crime rate. Um, no shenanigans go on here. It's very kid, uh, safe and friendly. Um, but you know, at the same time, uh, it's, it's very rural. Um, it's very clean, uh, fastest, sure. one of the fastest internets in the world. Like you don't see garbage. There's no potholes in this country. It's like Walt Disney created a country. And they <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that that's super unique, and like I said, I know a lot of people just find themselves in in different countries that they never expected from. I, that sounds actually very peaceful and very uh, very wonderful. I, like you said, it's very close to either uh, France or Spain, so obviously you have the amenities 
uh, of being over there. So, so is it, do you find yourself able to like doing a lot of bit? Is that something you just thought for business reasons or just more personal reasons, or it just kind of worked out one way or another? Yeah. You know, we just showed up here with uh, six suitcases and a kid and just said, well, I don't know. <laughs> like I've never even been here before. All right. right. So I had nowhere to stay. And uh, we just thought we'd try it out, you know, uh, just, just for a change. And, you know, as much as I, yeah, I, I just like the, there's just so like living in Europe is just so interesting in so many ways because everything, you know, all these different cultures, language all mushed together and uh, like, like for instance, my daughter, she goes to school. She she deals in five languages every single day, and she's now practically fluent in three and really good at the other two. That's an opportunity I can't give her in North America. Right. It's not going to happen. Yes, the super gifted kids, your parents, you know, yeah, I guess it can happen, but it's not the norm by any means. But here, it's normal. You know, it's totally normal. And, you know, Barcelona is only a two and a half hour drive away. And I'm from Canada. That's like going to the store and getting milk. Like two and a half hours. <laughs> That's right down the road, right? <laughs> so, you know, and Toulouse is about three hours away. So so it's not like, you know, you can't, you can leave the safety of, of this rural, very quiet, safe place. And you're in Barcelona, you can fly anywhere. You know, obviously flights are right. cheap and short, but well, at least they were before <clears throat> It's virus nonsense, but right. Um, yeah, it's it's just an interesting place to be. Do you do you? So I I studied abroad when I was in college, and I would travel to like Spain, France, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, G- Greece, and whatnot, and obviously travel for business reasons. Is there a particular place that you find? Uh, first off, do you go the EasyJet or Ryanair route, or do you do more? <laughs> <laughs> or do you do do you do more of the Hey, I'm actually gonna get there safely, and like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna chance it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've I've flown those uh, cheapo airlines occasionally here and there. Sometimes sure. you, you can't get another flight, or there's just the timing, whatever you do it. And every time I sit there and I just swear to myself, I'm like, God, I know. I know. You're being sold to the entire. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it, it is a constant uh, infomercial. I, I'm assuming it was this, it was at least ten years ago. It was a constant infomercial of you're being sold and wheeled through carts of like goods that you just had no need for at whatsoever, and people just buy and sell. Literally, it was like a market on the airline, and they would play music when you arrived. This you have successfully landed at another Ryanair or EasyJet uh, location. And we're like, is this not a, like a, a natural thing? Like it's a celebration <laughs> that we're doing. Like it was yeah. so bizarre and weird for yeah. me that, that that would happen. So that that's why I brought it up. It brought back nostalgia yeah. to, uh, to that kind of thing. That's super cool. So, um, so Shane, you are so away from like, obviously being Europe and uh, we're not traveling a lot nowadays. What's kind of been that, that kind of shift in focus for you as a, as a professional, as a company, because uh, your job is to obviously connect people and build out messaging and whatnot. Do you feel like it's been easier since lockdown or feel like it's been harder not connecting with people on a, on a, you know, person to person or a networking event? Yeah, it's been way harder, you know, (laughs) and uh, I've had a lot of conversations. So I, I was doing a lot of events, either speaking or just attending events all around Europe. And, um, you know, every now and then I'll reach out to some friends in the UK or wherever they are, and I'll just say, you know what? You'd think with this lockdown, we'd be Skyping once a week or something or, or chatting. We're not. We're not for some reason. You know, every now and then it, it's like I go months without talking to someone. 
I'm not sure why that is because we've all got this time. We're all stuck in our offices at home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's made us, you'd think we'd be constantly trying to reach out, but but it's not happening for some reason. And I'm not sure why. And a lot of people are saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's time for this crap to be over and to, uh, and to move on. Right. So do you, uh, so as an agency, uh, well, I, w- I call you guys an agency. I'm, I don't know if you technically consider yourself classify that what's kind of the, the different view vantage point that you're giving people, because as a, as an agency, you're, you're probably, you're trying to get, you know, notoriety people to interact with the brand. I guess that's going into our topic that why we brought you on today is because you guys are very, you're, you're trying to create something lasting, right. Both on and off Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we left it pretty vague for a reason and just because of your expertise and going down all those rabbit holes, what's kind of, when you sent me, Hey, this is what I think we should, we can cover. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what was the first thing that was coming to mind when you thought like, Hey, people just don't understand what, you know, with that vantage point, whether they just have one road that they want to go down and they're like, Oh crap, I didn't realize I have to iterate and iterate and keep iterating. And all of a sudden I have to worry about all these different you know, roads that are coming to yeah. my brand and worry about yeah. it. So, so maybe talk us to like the high level that you were thinking, you know, when we sure. came on this topic. Yeah. You know, I think there's um, sort of two main thrusts here is I find that even really successful sellers that I know um, are first time business owners. You know, they didn't, they didn't go through any e-com stuff before this. They had no physical, they don't own a store. They have no idea about advertising. Like they, they don't understand all those touch points you have to have. It's like, well, why do you think Coca-Cola still advertising? Everybody knows they're still number one. Why do they keep advertising? Well, because they need to. Like that's how they keep people in the forefront. Right. And if you've had your own business before, um, you understand the importance of getting your your name and your face or your brand or your logo or whatever is out there all the time. And I mean, I remember when Amazon started PPC, it was like, oh my God, PPC. And people were, you know, squawking and complaining that oh my rankings drop if I don't do PPC I'm like yeah 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 I mean so that's one thing and then the next thing is something that I like to call the Amazon trap mm-hmm. and um, everybody falls prey to it for the most part well I shouldn't say everybody but most people do some people do it backwards but um is you start selling on Amazon and hey you start picking up steam. Great. You're making 10,000 a month or 50 or a hundred or whatever that number is for you. You're starting to feel, okay, cool. Hey, got a nice, nice uh, revenue base coming in. Hopefully you've got a decent profit margin. Lovely. Well, they try to make that decision that I think I need to diversify. So maybe they open up a Walmart or an eBay or Shopify account, or they're, they're working on some angle standard physical retailer or whatever they're doing. Let's just take the example of a Shopify account. Okay, that's great. What happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. They may have four or five, six orders a month. You know, who knows? Literally nothing because it's a totally different game because now you're responsible for your own traffic. And that requires a different skill set. And if you are not a master of driving traffic from Facebook, Insta, Google, wherever ads, you know, your ads, or you've got a huge social following and you can drive things over okay fine that that's going to help but you need to have some brand presence to really drive that consistent traffic um and that's sort of what we're doing and so what happens is people go to shopify they get a bunch of crickets not much happens then after a few months it's like we sheepishly go back to amazon and who can blame them you know who because that's your bread and butter like you have to put your attention to where it deserves so they, they go back to amazon and 
they're riding a two-legged stool because this year especially, I know so many, so many sellers who literally every week they've got products being suspended. Literally. I know guys who've got 13 account suspensions in one year, mostly competitor attacks. Sometimes Amazon's AI saying, oh, you're, you know, wooden sunglasses you sell have been flagged as a face mask or like some stupid right. Amazon thing. And they're Do you see that in one marketplace or are multiple marketplaces, one particular well, over the other? Well, I'm just saying Amazon. Oh, just in general as a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, Hey, you've got five employees or, or, or you rely on an income or you've got 38 employees. That's a lot of eggs in one basket. If you're, cause literally you can be turned off tomorrow. At the end of the day, if you've got an Amazon business, it's not your business. It's Amazon's business. You just happen to be making a bit of money off something you created there. You can be turned off at any moment with right. no chance of recourse or reinstatement. And they couldn't care less because there's a thousand people to fill your spot. So it's very, very dangerous. And you have to diversify just for diversification's sake. Okay. Then we start thinking, all right. So everybody recognizes that, you know, there's a risk to only being on Amazon. And again, I mean, I love Amazon, just like everybody else has been around. We've got that same love-hate relationship with them. You know, they're a giant beast with all these tentacles. I mean, of course, it's a, a, an organization that big is going to have those tentacles. Right. So you need to pave the way to make that, that diversification happen. Again, you start a Shopify account, oh boy, you better be good at driving traffic or that thing's going to take a long time to get spun right. up. So that's what we're doing is we're, we're, we're keeping people at the top of the media cycle, on top of the news cycle, starting to get those touch points, get your brand in front of people, socially, you get everything going and it will start to get up. And, and you know, there, there's slow ways to do it and there's fast ways. But at the end of the day, let's just take an example like uh, Dr. Axe. Do you know Dr. Axe, the website? Uh, I've heard of it. It sounds very familiar, but why don't you, for everyone who doesn't know, why don't you describe yeah. it? It's like a, it's like a website where you can get, uh, you know, like, hey, I, I've got a rash on my bum, and what, you know, what is this? And and, and it's, you know, it oh, you like a WebMD or something. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, of, for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, not that I have a rash on my bum. Just <laughs> we're like we're clarifying this. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, and you know, they they spent years just putting out high quality content every single month. And they put out, you know, 10,000 word articles, even bigger articles, high quality content every single month, just pump, 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 pump. It took them a while, but eventually they split up and now they're this massive authority site. And of course it worked because they're giving Google exactly what it wants. So you know it's going to work. It's just going to take some time. The problem is most sellers say, oh, hey, I'll start a blog. That's a great idea. You know, they're going to post once a month or something. You need to post more than that. But, hey, even posting once a month is a, is a good starting place. Absolutely. It's going to work. It's just going to take some time. So we shorten that process and we just accelerate it. So we take uh, your information and we can syndicate it. We can uh, push it out across different distribution networks. Or on the PR earned media side is where we really accelerate things. And that's not for, you know, if you're brand new to Amazon, you're making 2000 bucks a month. It's not for you. Uh, it's for when you're either you're already have your, um, you know, your your reach is already going out into other marketplaces or platforms or you're ready to make that 
that leap to start to become a real brand. And that's how you become a household name brand. And that's how you have that lasting authority. So you can start to get income uh, diversified. You start to carry some brand weight with you. So you can charge higher prices. You'll have a higher conversion rate. You're going to increase your multiples. You're going to build a list of fans, blah, blah, blah. All those things that come with right. having that brand presence and that brand weight. So what the PR and media side does is we keep you at the top of the news of the media cycle. So we are putting you in gift guides, working with influencers, getting into magazines, uh, websites, uh, interviews, podcasts, radio, television, whatever. And it doesn't matter if you're a physical, like we, we've tailored this for a physical product sellers, uh, a package specifically because nobody's serving this market. Right. Because a traditional PR firm, you know, they're going to charge 50 grand a month, 100 grand a month as a retainer because it's mostly paid placements. Right. We, we scaled this way down and we work on, um, uh, we're not, we're doing earned media, but we're not paying 80,000 bucks a placement in Vogue magazine. We're getting it for free. We're hammering on those people. So what we did to do this is we end up hiring a, a team that had their own agency for, for about 18 years. And they had been, you know, in the PR game for, for 20 something years. And I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, lie. We hired them for the Rolodex. Right. right. Well, that's what a lot of, yeah, that's what a lot of companies actually end up doing is because if, you know, if you're competing with people most often than that, you're acquiring because of, you know, customer base and who they're already working with. So that's the, that's, that's one way obviously to go about it. Sorry for the interruption. So no, no, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you can, cause I dealt with some PR firms before and it's bloody expensive. Most small and medium sized businesses just can't swing that. And even if they could, it's like, Oh, is the ROI really there? It's a big commitment, right? Right. Pony up 55 K. Um, so we basically, you know, now there's really no media outlet in the United States, no major media outlet where we don't have a contact. You want to be in Forbes? Fine. You want to be in shape magazine? Fine. Martha Stewart living. You want to be TechCrunch, Buzzfeed wired. We have contacts at every single place now. So what we do is we take you. So whether you're a physical product seller, you're a service-based business, uh, you know, hey, it's ping pong payments, wants to become the number one payment processor known. Okay, that's what we do. You're a restaurant in, you know, Omaha, fine. Um, we just basically, we create the media profile. We, we help you create your uh, corporate profile. We create that voice and that message and we just start pitching to your media list. And that's where the secret is, is we're pitching to people we generally know or they're reaching out to us. So every week we'll get requests. It's like, hey, do you guys have a product that would fit this description or a service that would fit this or someone, an expert who can answer these questions? I've got an article coming out in, you know, Authority Magazine or wh whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. And that's how we operate. And we guarantee placements every month. And it's, you'd be hard pressed to find a PR firm that will give you guaranteed placements and we can do it because we've got so many contacts. Um, gotcha. So that's basically what we're doing for, well, for any type of business, but, but for brands specifically. So it just, just so I don't harp on this too much, but just so you have a clear understanding, let's say you come to me and you're like, you know what? I want to be known as Ryan Kramer, the, the Amazon guy or whatever your thing is. Okay. That's cool. And you've got your dream list. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to be in Forbes, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Sure. If it's appropriate, We'll, we'll angle that and we'll start pitching, pitching, pitching. And eventually, we'll probably get you into some or if not all of those over time. Sure. For physical product brands, if you're, if you're selling you know, um, you know, pet, pet products, for example, we help you find that voice, what makes you a bit unique or your story and whatever it is that will give you a unique angle. 
we don't focus as much on the media. Like you're not going to be in Forbes unless you know you know you've got a great story of how you became this business. So sure, maybe then. But if it's more about product base, we're going to focus less on those top tier or tier one media outlets mm-hmm. and more on influencers gift guides, um, trade shows, awards, strategic relationships, you know, we'll, we'll focus more on those things and we'll still hit your dream list because a lot of sellers come and say, Hey, oh, this product, if I could get in Martha Stewart living, that would just be, that would be their dream. Right. <laughs> My wife okay. would love me. <laughs> there, there you go, right. And, and we can do that, but you got to understand if you want to be in a magazine like Martha Stewart living, they're six months out with their planning for their catalog. So if right. you came to us, like, oh, maybe we could get you in there by the end of the spring. You know, sure. You know, for, we'll work on that. But in the meantime, we'll work on smaller placements and build up. So that's the thing with, with the PR earned media is the first month we're gathering, we're, we're getting all the information, we're spinning up, we start reaching out, we start spinning, uh, 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 pitching, sorry. And month two, month three, month four, we get better and better and better and better placements. So by the time you're six months, a year, two, three years in, you are really getting great placements and you're always at the top of the media cycle and most places will make you sign a one-year contract we actually have a three month which is a bit risky for us sure um four six months is what we do because we know we can get the placements um and the this is the other one last interesting thing and i'll shut up it's uh (laughs) well that's why you're on here is to talk about this kind of stuff oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but the average Client, um, like the the retention, uh, the t- not the retention rate, the, but the retention uh, period of time of the agency that we brought on was seven to nine years. So wow. it's not like people come over and they try it for six months. The results right. are there. The ROI is there. Like 10 times ROI is completely normal in this business because how many placements does it take? And, you know, Wired or TechCrunch or Martha Stewart or or, or so-and-so influencers uh, gift guide that, you know, kills it every holiday season you right. know, to really make that worth it. So we feel very confident that that we can offer that shorter period of time for people and they're going to see that value as, as things start to spin up. But like anything, it just takes that bit of time. And the nice thing with her in media and PR is it doesn't go away. I mean, you offer right. a special or ads, you know, they go away the second you turn off the spending, right? These links stay there forever. And being a PR agency, we're going to encourage you to just squeeze every drop of juice out of them. Do press releases on them. Put them in your social. Put them in your newsletter. I mean, you name it. You just squeeze it, squeeze it, squeeze it. If, if you got that, if you got that exposure, blast it out everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that I take. I personally take from this. And again, for everyone who's joining live on LinkedIn, I, I, we, we see everyone who's on here. So if you have a question or something that you know is interesting from uh, Shane's point of view or my point of view, please ask those questions below, and we will see those instantaneously. Uh, Obviously, if, if this is consumed later at a different time, we will make sure that you uh, have contact information for Shane or myself, uh, obviously, to ask further questions. But for currently right now, um, my, my question is, there's a lot to take from that. There, the benefits, in my mind, outweigh, obviously, the cons. My, my question to you is, when I'm an, as an Amazon seller, um, which I'm not, if mm-hmm. I'm coming from that point of view, at what point do I need to start thinking, you know what, I have something here. I think this can be a little bit bigger and a little bit better. And I need to start making that, that growth happen. At what point do people need to start having those conversations with you as an agency or a PR agency? Um, 
specifically for like Amazon purposes and e-commerce purposes? What, what's that point that you say like, hey, this is a sweet spot or hey, we're just, maybe you're not there yet. Like you have to be honest with people and say like, we can't really do too much for you because mm-hmm. you're not there yet. What, what's that What's that fine line for you guys? Yeah, and I think that's a, a pretty common question people have. And it really comes down to, I think when you feel you have that solid base on Amazon, like if you're building and you're just scraping by each month, don't do it yet. Like, like wait until you feel comfortable. But as soon as you're like, okay, I think I got this Amazon game dialed in. You know, we're doing 75K a month in revenue. Um, let's start to look to expand it into other platforms and to build our brand presence. Now, you don't have to instantly expand off of Amazon to take advantage of this. We can drive every link back to your Amazon page and Amazon's gonna love it, especially now with the A10 algorithm update. They put a lot more weight on uh, external sales and in, in those backlinks coming in and they took the weight off PPC. So it's more valuable than ever, but at some point in the future, okay, you, let's say you're driving back to Amazon, wonderful. You can set up your Shopify account, your Walmart, whatever. You can try to get into physical retail. Um, Then we can start to divert those links over there, and you'll have instant traffic. So you're kind of paving the way before you do it. But I think a lot of people are saying, okay, am I ready? That's only a question you can answer. Uh, You have a little bit of extra revenue that you can direct towards this, and you want to separate your brand from the million other nameless, faceless Amazon brands that will only exist in the Amazon ecosystem. And this is how you put that competitive buffer between you and them by building a brand. And we, we can see, I mean, you can type in silicone spatula into, into uh, Amazon and you're going to see brands like OXO or Deoro or whatever. And they're going right. to be you know, $12.99 and you'll see a competitor, exact same product, maybe even from the same factory, $9.99. And maybe they're offering three of them. And that's the power of a brand, you know, you know, they've got 300 BSR. The other guys have 30,000 BSR. It's a better deal. Why are they going with the Ox or Adoro? Well, it's that brand presence in that brand right. that they carry with them. And I, and I think uh, to that point, I think there's a lot of cool and unique things that Amazon has come out with to help distinguish the difference between obviously a 1P seller versus a 3P seller. And But the difference between the both is, like you said, a brand name recognition. It might be the same yeah. product because that company could be selling to third-party sellers but what's the difference is it's that brand. Uh, I, I want to dive more into that kind of like what you think like Amazon has kind of maybe like help sellers out and like been kind of able to support that brand building process. But we actually had a question uh, from LinkedIn uh, It is what branding strategy would you again, thank you, uh, Sadoosh, from uh, asking this question. What branding strategy would you suggest to a YouTube based content creation company? Does that make sense to you, Shane? So I, I guess the question is that you're talking about uh, promoting your company. Yeah. N- not, not a product through YouTube. Would that be correct? I, I'm going to say, let's go one way. And if uh, uh, Shadoosh is still on with us, obviously maybe a little more clarification. Let's just assume that this would be promoting, you know, your company and brand through YouTube. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't think it, Again, it doesn't matter the platform that we're directing the links to. So if we start to get placements all over the web, media, wherever that are relevant, um, we can drive those anywhere, whether they're driving them to a YouTube channel, to Amazon, to a Shopify store, it doesn't matter. Um, so I think 
yeah, if, if that's what it means, then then it doesn't matter where you're directing those links to. And, you know, we've got a, a you know, here we are talking mostly about, you know, kind of the Amazon world. Right. We've got plenty of clients like like restaurant chains, um, service-based business, people who want to be in, who want to become up and uh, coming influencers in their space and known as like that guru in their niche. We, we do all kinds of promotion and we just target the appropriate media for right. those people, those sort of services. Awesome. I mean, that makes sense too, because like, obviously brands, I, I think this is also with the pandemic, it's kind of like even broken up in this niche a little bit more probably for you guys is because a lot of people, if they were just traditional brick and mortar, they just had, they just couldn't obviously operate just alone from the foot traffic. So then they obviously iterated to online and mm. may, maybe they have a great off offline brand presence, but not so much traditional online with you guys. You, you're, you're touting obviously, Hey, let's marry the two. Let's marry both what people think about you, you know, as a traditional brand online, mm. let's take that and replicate that almost on an online presence, but make it wider known across the world. And so that that's where a value of a PR agency um, like that comes in. If you want to take that and run. Yeah. And I think I, I even remember when I started selling, um, you know, I was selling these little electronic products all those years ago and you'd see your competitors and, it's like, how are they getting into these gift guides? How'd they get a feature in this magazine? How the, how the, what the heck's going on? Well, they had a PR pro in their corner right. pumping this every single month, pump, pump, pump. And that's how they exploded and became these huge brands. Um, so the benefits over time are, and that's the difference. You know, do you want to become, I'm not saying we're going to make you a household brand in two years. And it honestly, well, it's going to depend on your product too. Right, uh, but but that's that's the route. That's how you get there to becoming that household brand name, and it makes it makes the entrance into other platforms. Let's say you want to get into Costco or physical um, uh, physical store shelves on you know Walmart or Lowe's Hardware. You know, I've been to these events. I'd go to Chicago every year, and you'd be pitching your product to to different retailers. You'd have these appointments set up. Man, is it a lot easier when you got some brand weight behind you? You got a professional <laughs> spec sheets. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the way to, to build a real brand, increase those multiples. So even if you want to exit, you know, you've got a five-year exit plan, or you know, that that's how you build that 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 weight and that authority. Right. And I and I can speak on that a little bit because my background, for those who don't know, I used to work for a company that was a manufacturing distributor of like 10,000 SKUs. So it's home gift garden companies that had very much tout offline brand, but my job was to obviously work with like online brands uh, in this space. It was, it was like garden flags, garden gnomes, and you see those products everywhere. They're in Best Buy, they're in Way they're on Wayfair, Zulily, uh, they're in, you know, Pier One, they're, they're in all these different retailers. But when you translate that online and I said, hey, we have all these brands and uh, items that are sold in these retails, uh, I would my job was actually have to go to like a Rakuten or a, mm -hmm. a deal site or a blog site that had all these followers and they'd be like, but you don't, no one knows who you are. Like we work with like a Macy's who actually has a brand recognition. So there's a, there's a complete disconnect when if our online brand doesn't match your offline brand, which is, which is completely difficult to do when you're serving so many different audiences. Right. But mm -hmm. if you can marry the two together, I think that that's, that's where your, your work isn't as you're not working as hard. Um, in my mind. And then obviously you can get in the door with like a bigger name. Uh, like you said, Shane, like those connections become easier to be had um, mm -hmm. and, and work together. Um, I guess my question for you is what's um, 
now that Amazon's coming out with almost like a, a, a lot more features, I'm going to say on their marketplaces, I want specifically comes to mind, Amazon live, almost like a, a QVC, if you will, um, video brand, uh, video ads, I would say, uh, brand registries, obviously, um, when you're searching for in the keyword, uh, or you're searching in the search bar, more brands are starting to become popping up more and more and more. What's kind of your take on what Amazon is doing in that kind of light? Yeah, and I think Amazon has signaled quite clearly that um, they want to start creating um, communities within Amazon. And that's a new space. Now, they they have tried a few different programs over the years. Uh, None of them have been uh, particularly successful up until now. But yes, Amazon Live, it's been out for a few years. I think it must have been four years ago. Actually, I was in the beta group uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's very powerful. So we're actually doing video too. Um, we just we don't have it live on our site yet because we're still working with our with our videographers and providing all different types of video from live. Like we'll have you know kitchen set up, and you, if you've got a cooking brand, we can do things there. Uh, different sort of studio sets just to uh, you know uh, sponsored ad videos, um, product demo videos, marketplace videos, that type of stuff. But the other thing that we've been doing very, very well with is Amazon Posts. And we actually started a sister company. Um, and you you may or may not know Paul Barron. Uh, he's, he's a good friend yeah. of mine. Friend of the <laughs> show, Paul. Yeah, friend. Uh, Paul actually came on and gave us a run through of mini chat and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a chat market guy. Um, he started CMU, the Chat Marketing University. And um, I mean, he's, he's more than that. That's what he's known for, of course. And, right. you know, we, we were chatting last year and it was like, yeah, we should really do something. So this year we finally did. And we've kind of sort of soft launched it. Yes, no, maybe. But we started a business called The Chat Agency. And what that is, is it, it we've got a patent pending process where we create this massive network of, uh, it's called the Nano Influencer Framework. So these massive uh, amounts of, nano influencers and brand ambassadors who are constantly talking about and promoting your product. We also have some things where we, where we do some Amazon ranking maintenance and, and they are holistically integrated, even though they, you can consider them separate products, but they are also integrated. Um, and that's, that's important too, because with this program, like I think in the last three months, he's gotten 6,000 images and videos or something for free, like from this network, because it's so developed. And so it feeds the Amazon posts feeds, never mind his social feeds. He never runs out of material and content. And the more you can post on, on Amazon posts, Amazon live, again, you're starting to build that community. And I'm sure there's going to be some changes coming up soon. You know, Amazon's got some new things up their sleeve, but uh, I really think that's, that's the way to go. And again, it's all about building a brand, you know, that recognition, all those touch points, people seeing it come up. So, you know, we put people in editorial recommendations, for example, and we're a peer prop company, so we can get you placed in editorial recommendations. We can get, you know, your Amazon post feed full. We can get, you know, the external Amazon stuff. So you're, you're show, showing up in, you know, Google searches and, um, again, media, websites, news. So we really cover the entire media spectrum, to be honest. And there's something else I was going to mention about that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll probably remember in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's so expansive. And I think the thing, the thing that's important here is you don't have to do it all at once. Like right. y- y- you don't, you know, if you're just, Hey, you're feeling comfortable on Amazon, you're thinking of branching out and the webinar, 
that, that we did together, which isn't, isn't live yet, is kind of what I call the stage one. And it's kind of what we call brand builders. It's an SEO shortcut. What we're, what we're doing is we're just creating a whole bunch of content every month, high quality content, written blogs, press releases, videos, all this stuff. And we blast it out through our distribution network. And we're getting people page one Google placements literally overnight. Now, it's not your website. Right. It's not your direct to Amazon link because if I could do that, I'd be a gazillionaire and you and I wouldn't be talking right now. I'd be in a different social circle. Different situation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But what it is, is, you know, maybe I'll get a Yahoo article there or a partner will, will be able to post that. Uh, a partner picks up, picks up one of our blogs or whatever. So it's an SEO shortcut to get you page one exposure when you really have no business being there. And over time, like any SEO tool, we will get that direct to Amazon link or your Shopify page, your website, whatever, to start ranking better and better. So that's kind of what I encourage people to, you know, it's, it's a little bit cheaper too than, than going full public relations. That's a nice way to start, um, you know, softening up the market because you're starting to get some Google ranking. You will start to get some traffic from that. You will start to get some authority and that's the whole point. And then when you're ready, boom, you do full PR. You've got your external assets. You can drive traffic wherever you want. Because most people at the end of the day would rather do the bulk of their sales through Shopify. It's cheaper for you. You can you can you don't have to worry about account suspensions with you know your language and competitors. You can build your own funnels and you can do all kinds of stuff you can't do on Amazon, right? So, uh, but it's important to 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 have that strong Amazon presence and. Uh, as well, like like I, I guess what a lot of people say is, oh my gosh, should I even be on Amazon at all? Yes, yes. yes. I'm not saying don't you know keep pushing it. You know, push as hard as as far as you can. Just don't have all your eggs in that one basket. Make sure you've got some diversification. But it just takes a while to do. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. It's not a snap of the fingers thing. Right. It's just like being everywhere as much as you possibly can. Again, brand recognition and and I want to say you want to be in good places. Like you obviously don't want to get like. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad media. I mean, maybe from your perspective, not all media is good media, uh, no. clearly. But uh, here, I, I do have a question since obviously uh, it's kind of evolved in the last couple of years in terms of like how people are placements, what Amazon sees as more friendly to a brand or a ranking or, you know, listing uh, optimization. What which, um, PR reaches uh, take on influencers and maybe you can dive into, I say influencers, that's more like on social media, on blog content creation, people that are, have a following and maybe, maybe you can kind of dive into how you as an agency should are interacting and then how brands should proceed with working with influencers. Yeah. I I mean, the influencer space is huge as we know. I don't know how many trillion dollar market is now, but you know, so again, kind of plugging the chat agency. It's thechatagency.com. <laughs> um, that's really what they do. But on the public relations or media side, we also work with it, with influencers. So, for example, we we our PR team did a big promotion um, uh, at, at a large trade show, and we ended up getting an NFL uh, player to come in and be at the booth and sign autographs and take selfies and stuff influencer we work with um you know sometimes mommy bloggers and all all different all different kinds as part of our especially with the product placement pr i mean if if you're a you know the largest uh, insurance broker in the state of texas well we're we're not gonna be putting you with mommy bloggers right um but to get your product out in front of people we are and i think it's a very important aspect 
but it's bloody hard for most people. And I know I went through a lot of years of pain. You're going on Intellifluence or Thomson or whatever these influencer platforms are. And it's hard to find a really good influencer. And some of them charge crazy prices. You see, they've got a lot of followers. Their engagement rate is eh. I, I've been burned so many times. I've paid for gift guides. I've done so many things. And I literally got it on a darn thing in return for it. Now, I know some people have had some great success doing it. Right. But I spent so much time trying to find people trying to vet them, half my emails would go unanswered. You know, I, I just, maybe maybe 80 or 90% of my emails would go unanswered. I don't know. I don't even remember anymore. I try to build these stupid long spreadsheets. It's a pain in the butt. Um, and that's why the nano-influencer framework of the chat agency is, is, is we've got this patent-pending system where where we um, where we've got the system to reach out to build this, this influencer network. But doing it on your own is hard, but I do think – I don't think it's necessary to build your brand, but it sure helps if you can get some good influencers on your side um, that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. Right. So when you say when you say good influencers, obviously, um, do you do you consider you so do you consider YouTube lumped in with that? Because I know obviously for Amazon sellers and kind of brand builders in space, there's a lot of how tos, how to sell, how to do this, how to do that. Um, I, I myself, obviously, we're trying to like gain visibility by education and whatnot. Um, is education separate than you think uh, from all of that or is it or is it part of that equation? I would lump it in with that. I, I, I really would, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and I think YouTube's a great platform. I mean, and some people are, are, are you know, do very, very well, as you know, on, on YouTube uh, in terms of, of that space you're talking right. about. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think, I mean, th- think about if you're gonna buy a new technology device or camera, what's the first thing you do, right? Right, you reviews. You look at the reviews and you look at the influence. You want to see someone hold it. How does it work? And there's a lot of really cool channels out there do, doing this kind of stuff and, and they become known and trusted. And I guess that's the thing with public relations, how it's different is it's it's taking it to the X degree. You know, you start marketing, then you start advertising, then you start doing things like putting up blogs or press releases or whatever, great content, wonderful. Then you elevate yourself. It's the holy grail, and that's public relations. It's a third party now talking about you. It's totally different than you talking mm-hmm. about you. It's a third party, and it's a trusted third party, and that's when your brand can explode. Gotcha. So when um, when you say trusted third party, what should people, if you're going to, if they're doing this on their own, they don't have you obviously in their corner. What what's something that you consider? a trusted third party because obviously yeah. there's there's just so many things out there people just don't understand like i my perception if i if i can kind of answer my own question maybe and then you can iterate from it my trusted third party would be hey they've done it there there's a lot of track record there's a lot of other notable notable brands maybe working with these people there's there's they're not just taking there there's a clear kpis or uh you know metrics mm-hmm. that you, they are are going to make for your brands before they take money uh, to promote it. Or, you know, obviously if they're just taking the good itself and they just want views, obviously mm-hmm. that, that, that's a, that's the best case in free publicity. But uh, it, what, what, would, what would you consider trusted? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, if they're not using me, then you're going to fail miserably. <laughs> of course. Of course. Try. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> You know, I think it really comes down to perception. Let's say you're you're a follower on BuzzFeed, 
or something. Sure. Yep. And you know, they do reviews and you know, for you, that's it. You know, Hey, that's your, it's your main, you know, you look at two or three sites, that's, you know, number one or two on the list. Boom. That's trusted. That's authority. Uh, and the same, you know, you get in the wall street journal, you're in Martha Stewart, you're, you know, in fitness magazine, whatever, you know, that's, that's a trusted source. So that just comes with its own credentials. Boom. Carte blanche. Now, if you're talking about uh, an influencer, I guess you really need to look at the metrics and here's where people usually go wrong. The influencer search list can be so exhausting sometimes because you find all these beautiful, oh my gosh, this looks great, this looks great, this looks great. And you find it's, you know, $6,500 a placement or something. It's like, oh. It's a lot. For those that. who have not dived into it, even for brands like Ping Pong, it's a lot to work with influencers. Yeah, it really is. And and so you start to throw those ones out and you get lower and lower and more and shallow in the pool. And you end up going with an influencer that you can afford and the audience is maybe they're your niche market. Some will be, and you get very diluted results. So uh, that's why a lot of people have gone more on the nano influencer network. Hey, it's a, it's a mommy blog. She's only got 1200 followers, but they're super engaged and they're very interested in your product and it's not expensive. Now, if you can add 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200 of those, well, now you're cooking. And it's better to go with one of those than someone who's got a half a million, um, you know, list that it's it's watered down. You know, you're, you're it's just it's just generally not as effective. Now, if you can go out and get, you know, JLo or someone, or I, mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of old, so I'm out of touch with Good for you. <laughs> Good you. for you yeah. if you can yeah. land JLo. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's going to cost you some dough and you'll probably get a massive sales. But I, I had a friend actually in Spain, a very good friend of mine, Vic, he lives now in Barcelona. Wonderful guy. He's got a wonderful brand. And this happened to him twice, but he, he, he messaged me about, I don't know, three weeks ago. And he says, oh, I got a big problem. I said, what's going on? He's a big seller, big seller. Like, uh, I don't know how much he does, but uh, I'd be surprised it was less than 10 million a year. But, um, you know, he, he does pretty well. Um, he goes, you know, one of our videos went viral on TikTok again. I'm like, oh, is that good? He goes, well, the problem is, is we sold through four months of inventory. This is his Christmas inventory. So it was super heavy in six hours. Oh, my God. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of units that was, but he got this TikTok video went viral, got 30 million views, and he was wiped out for the holidays. So he was on, on the phone with his supplier in Asia and, and flying stuff in as fast as he could. Uh, but again, that that wasn't a, that TikTok person. I don't know how big their following was. It probably wasn't. You know, it's certainly no one I would know. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, but you know, their video went viral. So you know, you can get those one-off hits. But if you want to build a brand, I mean, that's not the way to right. build a brand. You know, right? But, that's great but, for sales, obviously, fantastic. But that that's not the way to go about it. What would you? So going off of that. You, you're, you're kind of like monitoring trends, right? You have to kind of be ahead of the game, see where you can get people and establish those connections. What is that? What's that new thing that you got, uh, you as an agency are monitoring? Because like it could potentially be something that obviously, right? The whole uh, in media in general, people are like, these are the major milestones, right? It was first it was television or it was mm. radio, television, social media, and then What's what's the kind of those that next major thing that you think would be around the corner? Well, 
In terms of platforms, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I looked at a list the other day, and it was like uh, the top 20 uh, uh, like messaging social platforms in the world. The first 12, I don't even think I'd heard of, because you know, they're probably India-based or China-based for the most right. part. <clears throat> User-based would more likely be, obviously, where populations are huge. In yeah. 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 But but I really feel that, you know, hey, some of those might end up being more popular, sure, especially as we've seen the development of, of platforms like, you know, Pinterest over the last five, six, seven years or Instagram. Uh, Facebook has evolved so much um, and Facebook is kind of tired out in some ways. It's still a great revenue source. I'm not saying mm -hmm. but it's 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 an old thing, you know, comparatively. Right. But I still think that influencers is an up and coming space. I think I don't think it's going to. Um, um, decrease. It's only going to increase, especially as I hate saying this stupid new normal because I don't believe it, and I, I I don't want I don't want that agenda pushed on me, and I don't want to get political. But you know, we have to face facts that even for the interim, things are going to be different, whether we like it or not. We're forced into it, uh, and I don't like that. So I, I, I should have I shouldn't have been a Canadian. I should have been a Texan. I'm telling you, but. Um, because people aren't going to be traveling as much, people aren't going to be um, doing even if it's even if tomorrow they say, oh, it's all clear, everyone's everything's okay. People are still going to be very tentative, um, and, and it's a it's a crying shame, you know, what's happened to small businesses. It's it breaks my heart, you know, so many so many small businesses and that retail traffic is is gone and might not be coming right. back. So I, I I really do feel that influencers are still going to be a major thing and on the on the rise because people are going to be doing the shopping from home they're going to be um, home based a little bit more uh, and i don't think that's going to change as much as i'd like it to in the next year or two i think sure. that's going to be a slow coming out of our shell type thing sure i mean that makes sense so I know we're kind of coming up on the hour that we typically try to obviously, I know, I don't know what your time is like. You're a busy man. So, and obviously on a different time zone, what's kind of maybe to kind of go into what 2021, I guess you can say, what, what's kind of the focus up here? Are you just trying to really hammer home to people? Um, obviously 2020 is really close to being done. We hope it's done for a lot of reasons. Uh, 2021 is, is more optimism is what I like to hear from a lot of e-commerce Amazon sellers um, in general. There's so many things going on, iterations. Where where, where are you really – what are you excited about from a professional level? Yeah, it's a good point. And, and I think, too, you know, even 2020, I, I know it's been horrible for a lot of people on many levels. It, and it's weird because it's not just the COVID thing. It, it seems people – a lot of people I know went through a lot of personal challenges. For some mm -hmm. reason, it seemed all kind of compressed into 2020. Maybe that's just me. But, um, you know, you try to keep your chin up and you try and look at the bright side. And you there are always opportunities, always, always, always. And a lot of people did very, very well, obviously, this year, because if you're in the online space, that's great. If you had a mom and pop shit door, then that didn't work out so well. But going forward into 2021, I think you're going to go back to what I was originally talking about, where this has been an extraordinary year for account suspensions, red tape on Amazon, even experienced sellers. I know as I checked with um, uh, Carlos Alvarez recently, and he said, geez, I've been doing this forever and it's becoming a pain in the butt to keep my Amazon seller account up. There's so much red tape. I've done this a hundred times. It's never been so difficult. And I agree. Um, and again, I'm not trying to discourage people from Amazon. It's still a wonderful opportunity, but there's more red tape. There's more technicalities. There's more regulation. 
Um, and the account suspensions have, in my world, from the people I know, gone way up. So that's why it's about, okay, don't leave the Amazon game. Let's start to build your brand. And you start to build some authority. And you just do it slow and methodically. Build your brand and authority. Start getting outside traffic. Hey, you can, even if you got your own web page, you can just buy now on Amazon, divert them over to Amazon, or give people the choice. You're still going to collect some names. Right. Start building a list. But start to build that presence. And then when you're ready, start to then divert traffic to wherever it is and, and get some equilibrium in your business and don't just just rely because you know I, i've seen people's lives ruined when their business is taken down and sometimes it's for no good reason at all and it's frustrating and it's heartbreaking but that's that's what happens when you got all your eggs in that one basket right we had seller um an amazon like educator um sharon evan on yesterday yeah. and we were talking you know, about sharon? yeah sharon sharon actually during and if you follow her on our facebook group she she actually was really transparent she had four, I think four or five or three or four of her major selling products all suspended right before or on Prime Day. And they were for reasons that were just not heard of. And it was from mm -hmm. a flat file upload from her Canadian store. That wasn't it was an internal reason. They they just couldn't figure it out. But there's a lot of same brands and sellers in that space that it mm -hmm. happened to. So they're like, obviously they're missing out on she said probably equal easily fifty thousand dollars worth of revenue and that's mm -hmm. just gone because of an issue that was not her fault she did everything right she did all the mm -hmm. research she contacted amazon and just by happenstance that's where a lot of her revenue just comes from and she's not on you know her own e-commerce website or anything like that that's mm -hmm. that's the problem with just putting all your eggs in one basket like you said but she figured it out obviously but it's just things like that you don't want to have to live through if that's yeah. you know if, if you can diversify i think everyone is is right don't just rely heavily on amazon either grow internationally so you have multiple different ways to uh to mm -hmm. make revenue or you know build out your own brand with obviously the help of companies mm -hmm. like pr reach so shane i know we're coming up on time what what is the best way for people to get in touch with you thoroughly if they this was intriguing enough they want to obviously hear more what's the best way to get in touch with you or someone from your team yeah, I think just email me, Shane at PRReach.com. Okay. Um, you know, PRReach, those two R's there. People go, is it Reach? No, it's <laughs> and we not have Reach. The, yeah, and we have the email below here in the yeah. ticker. So yeah, well. that's a bit. Or, or just come by and visit me. Just knock on the door. That's cool, too. Uh, you know, <laughs> no one else is there, right? <laughs> but yeah, just Shane at PRReach.com. Or, you know, okay. just go to go to our site and then just do the contact us. But uh, yeah, I'd love to chat with, with anyone who's interested in, in building some authority and Elevating the rent. Yeah, well, obviously. And I know we're working on some projects together for like other international yes. markets. So um, exciting stuff coming down the road for obviously uh, people who are fans of ping pong, obviously fans of PR reach. Stay tuned. You have a lot in your, uh, you know, you're working on, I know, behind the scenes. So that's exciting stuff. Um, I know I have personal questions just to just, you know, here and there of, of things that are uh, pick, uh, you know, picking my, you know, coming up in my mind, obviously learning more, but uh, awesome to talk with you today. There's so much information. I know we'd love to kind of like get your thoughts on like a holiday recap, maybe of things that you saw uh, just in general, but I consider everyone of my guests, friends of the show. So, you know, a friend of the uh, crossover commerce. So anytime we'd love to have you on to, to talk PR and, and kind of gain that perspective, obviously from here. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks Ryan. Obviously. And thank you everyone for joining us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. This is Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer. Join us tomorrow. We'll have more information here live on our social media channels. Uh, 
kind of obviously how we can finish 2020 strong, right? Uh, so th that's what we'll be talking with uh, tomorrow. But everyone be safe out there and we'll talk soon.